This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. It's Mistress Carrie. Thank you very much for uh, listening today and helping me celebrate my 20th anniversary. There's going to be a lot of surprise guests. We're digging back into the archives, not only for old interviews, but also old live performances as well. Went back and found this one from 2015. It's Perry Farrell. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Are you in New York right now? Yeah, are you? No, I'm, in, I'm up in Boston, but it must feel good to be home. Oh, it does. It really does. You know, as soon as I get here, a little, like, Twinge goes off in my heart, longing for, you know, the streets of New York. <laughs> I know you. Uh, I know you grew up there, but please tell me you're not a Yankees fan, because that this. I is... am not. Okay, good. That this interview was going to go in a bad place real fast if you were. No, I'm actually. I I um, grew up in Queens, so I'm a Mets Jets guy, and uh, I, you know, it's been a long, long time since the Mets were competitive. But you got to stick with your hometown. You know that. Oh, absolutely. If anybody knows that, it's a Bostonian, yeah, that's for exactly. sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, back in the day, we actually gave away Perry Farrell, and we put him in someone's backyard to kick off a holiday weekend. This is the live version recorded in their backyard. This is Jane Says. Perry Farrell audio is recorded in my friend's backyard, Natick. No way! There ended, up, there ended up being a brawl between Perry Farrell and a bunch of guys. Oh, I know! I remember! Oh, that was... That was very special. He still talks about that one. Well, because somebody called his wife a whore. I know. Believe me, I know. I was right there. That's why we can't have nice things. Well, I was just there. It wasn't me. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's what they all say. I know. Hey, you've been on 20 years now, honey? 20 years today. Thank you very much. I remember, like I said, Saturday mornings doing deliveries, you in your pajamas, and yep. being hungover. Yep. Take care, honey. Thank you very much. So there are going to be uh, surprise calls all day today. And somebody that actually remembers the day that I started on the air is on the phone right now. Hello. Hey, Carrie. Who is this? Uh, John Osterlin. Yeah! Ozone! <laughs> How are you? Good. Hang on. Well, first, before we get into all the congratulations stuff... I just heard that last phone call. I yeah. remember that. And I'm just wondering if uh, Perry Farrell's wife, if that's the same whore he's married to now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know her to be a whore. She was a very nice woman when I met her. I'm kidding. I, lo- I love Perry Farrell and Jane's Addiction, or as they're known in my neighborhood, Juana Sedicion. No! They've always been one of my favorites. I'm so happy to hear your voice. The legendary John Osterlund here at WAF. You were the, the midday host and the music director, and then I got the job after you left. Go figure. Yeah, and, I, and, and again, congratulations. Today's your 20th day, uh, 20th year at, at WAF, and uh, 
to work in any radio job for 20 years at the same place is pretty amazing. But I remember. I remember it all like it was yesterday. I remember when you were interning for the Hillman Morning Show. Yeah. And then I remember when uh, when you got the gig uh, to do to do nights. And I said, boy, there really is growth at this place. <laughs> I kissed a lot of ass, John, including yours for a time, if I remember correctly. So how you been? I'm doing great. I am so happy to hear your voice. And I there's people texting in on the text line at 97107 going, oh, my God, Ozone. Because you know who called a little while ago? Mark Raz. It's like we're having oh, yeah. a WAF reunion. That's right, because he was the midday guy music director when I got there. I yes. was the seven to midnight guy, and then when he left, I got that yes, gig. Yes, and then you gave it to me. Yeah, it's like a disease. <laughs> he gave it to me, and I gave it to you, exactly. I appreciate you passing it on. I have taken all of the required antibiotics, but I'm not willing to give up the gig just yet. <laughs> so are you down in New Orleans, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, Actually, I work for the same company that owns AAF. I work for Intercom. Yeah, so does um, Mark Raz. When that whole merger, we're all family again. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, I, I do a morning radio show down here in New Orleans, and I've been in New Orleans 10 years now. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone down here, but it's, it's, it's a great city. It's on my bucket list. It's a place I've never been. You know, I've, I've, I've always said this. Um, I think every American should come to one Mardi Gras. At least go to Mardi Gras once just to see what it's like because uh, it's insanity. It's it's on my bucket list for sure. And uh, and when I come down there, I'm going to make you take me out because I know you know all the seedy places. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a good time. It's, it's, it's so wild, though, to talk to you. And um, I mean, we're still Facebook friends, but you know yeah. how things are. I mean, we don't get a chance to hang out or, or, or talk that much, but it's great to see AF is still kicking ass. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the guys that I worked with besides you, all those guys on the morning show, whether it's Greg or LB or Shu, they were all there. And some things never change. In, uh, and, and you had purple hair when you started. You know, a lot of people go gray in this industry, but oh, yours has remained purple. Still That's purple. Pretty cool. On the text line, uh, Ozone Rules. Glad, glad to hear the Ozone. He's the best. Ozone in Marlboro in Marlboro. <laughs> Ozone, I used to mow your lawn in Framingham. And somebody else texting in saying, I miss the Ozone. He made my commute sane. So you are still very well loved up here. Boy, I miss those days. Some of the best years of my life and when, when, when I was there at AAF. And uh, this is funny. Someone brought up the house in Framingham. I'm surprised it's still standing. We had so many good times there. Um, just great memories. Nothing nothing but the best memories from Boston and and I'm just so happy for you that you know that you're still there and you're and you're doing well because you know this business so many people that were in this business 20 years ago uh, they're selling used cars now, if they're lucky. Well, you know, there's somebody that's been doing it longer than me that just walked into the studio. Wait a second. Is that John Austin? Yes! Oh, my God. That sounds like a guy I used to know named Greg Hill, but I can't be. Are you I, Are you still alive? I was, I was worried about you. Where are you? <laughs> I'm in New Orleans. I've uh, I, and I'm, I'm working for Entercom actually. You and are. Entercom owns the station, same company as you guys, and uh, I've been here for ten years. I was just telling Gary, Greg, I'm surprised the house in Framingham that I owned was, is still standing. Uh, I guess your ex's parents used to live around the corner, and I remember every time you used to drive by. Sometimes you'd stick your head in. Sometimes you would just see the place on fire. But those were the good old days. Wasn't man. that owned by like a car dealer guy or something like that? No, he was my next-door neighbor. Oh, he was your next-door neighbor. Yes, I remember that. Well, and who could forget 
Did you already mention in Marlboro? I only heard. Yeah, I only somebody heard texted like two, in, I, in Marlboro. In Marlboro, yeah. I literally went to the bathroom and heard and heard ozone, <laughs> and I said, "Oh my god, I have to go. I have to. I have got to go in." And so we have carry on in the in the men's room here at Intercom. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's exactly where I want to uh, be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Marlboro, in Marlboro, in Marlboro. I ate there last week, dude. Uh, there's a guy up there with boobs. Uh, hey, whore. <laughs> Uh, Somebody I could just go on and, and some of the and some of the caps. sound bites we used to have. That was that was fun stuff. Oh yeah, midgets. He had <laughs> no John had a monkey that used midgets to come in and fun. terrify me. I was afraid of that monkey that used to come in on your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Norman, Norman yes. the monkey, the monkey. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, I I got a request because you used to do a thing when you did middays, John. That when the bands would come in and play acoustic, you called it the Ozone Cafe. Mm-hmm. And I was on the air at night when this happened. So uh, I wanted to play something from the Stone Temple Pilots acoustic performance on your show. Cool. Do you have a favorite? Because they played like four songs. They were all really good. Uh, Wyland was just out of rehab. And uh, I think Interstate Love Song would probably be the best because that was probably the most known. But the version they did in the studio was pretty cool. Well, John, thank you so much for calling. Hey, Carrie, thank you for asking, and, 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 and hey, 20 years, here's to another 20. Greg Hill, congratulations on all your success in the morning, brother. Uh, I, I, I heard uh, you might be running for Congress or Senate. Um, and, I, and I'm glad you're, you're part Native was... American, too, so that should work out really well. Listen, and good luck in New Orleans. I ate there last week, dude. Ah! <laughs> Guys, it's been a pleasure. Tell everybody I said hi. All right, well, Ozone. Thanks, John. Uh, he's the best. I believe Rolling Stone did a uh, poll of deployed service members, and they said that was their favorite song. That's uh, Drowning Pool, Bodies. Dave Williams from Drowning Pool, unfortunately, one of the amazing guys that we have lost in the last uh, 20 years. And I went back and dug up my interview with the guys from Drowning Pool backstage at uh, what is now the Xfinity Center on the OzFest. And this was only maybe six weeks or so before we lost Dave Williams. You sing a hell of a karaoke, can I tell you? Well, you know, uh, I am a singer. And uh, any chance I can whip out some Rick Springfield or some... uh, what else did we do last night? We did Black Crows. You guys had kind of a doo-wop group. Who, who, was, who else was in it? It was, it was Dave Draymond from Disturbed. Corey from Slipknot. Johnny from uh, Spineshank. And uh, DJ, the guitar player for Beautiful Creatures, was up there. They had this interactive pick, and they had a tennis racket. Yes. And you actually made the sounds. I don't know how, but I kept turning around going, it's a... It's a tennis racket. But it was playing guitar, it was playing and it guitar. sounded pretty good. It was, it was in tune all, and everything. I'm not even kidding, dude. It was I saw, wild. I saw the guy playing the tennis racket, and yeah, I just I thought it was Born funny. I played Born to be Wild on a tennis racket last night and actually kicked ass on it. It was weird because you got a whole room full of Ozfest guitar players, and there's a guy up there with a tennis racket playing the whole time. I just thought that was funny. I was, <laughs> That's how we all started, man. I was like, okay. You know what was the coolest? What was it, like three Ozfests ago? Mm-hmm. Two? D. Snyder. Yeah. It's me, D. Snyder, and Joe Lestay. We're singing backups. Dave's up there. They're trading vocals. Rock. Jumped up on the drum riser. Mike and I are dating now, so he gave me a stick so I could beat up on the cymbals. Right, so, I keep doing Dude, that. you do that again and you are fired. I know. I'm sorry. Stop hitting him. <laughs> Does he really pull out that lead singer stuff all the time on you? Uh, oh, him? Yeah. Yeah, I was. What happened to me? What other lead singer did you think I was talking <laughs> I about? I was like. No, seriously, answer that question seriously. What? Do I do I do that whole lead singer thing? Oh yeah. What are you I, supposed I to? You're a lead singer. Can got, I ta- can I have your gig? LSD. Sure. Can I? Yeah. It's got L S D. Lead, lead singer, singer disease. disease. Right. But it's not. 
it's for the, all, all for the good of the band. It's not ever bad, right? <laughs> that was uh, Drowning Pool backstage, I believe, summer of 2001. That was a band that we never got to uh, play acoustic for us. And you say, oh, well, how can you get Drowning Pool to play acoustic? They're a little heavy. Well, so is Anthrax. And the only time Anthrax ever played acoustic in the career and the history of the band was right here on my show in the WAF studio. One, two. The one and only time Anthrax ever played acoustic, and it happened right here in the WAF studio on my show. One of the craziest things I've ever experienced in my 20-year career here at WAF. Antisocial acoustic, that is Anthrax, and we go to the Framingham Ford hotline here at WAF. Hello? Hello, how you doing, Mrs. Carrie? This is DMC. Yeah, Daryl McDaniels. Yes, Daryl McDaniels. 20 years, huh? 20 years today. Thank you for calling and being part of my big Uh, anniversary show. Oh, no problem. I got a little thing off the top of the head. It goes like this. It was 20 years ago today. Mr. Sherry, she came to play. She's been doing it for quite some time. And she's not even in her prime. Mistress Carrie's rocking the world. <laughs> oh my God, you are the best. I love you so much. I love you, and uh, wow, twenty years, man! It, it, uh, congratulations. If you had told me twenty years ago that I would have made it this long without getting fired, I wouldn't have believed you. And if you told <laughs> me that I would be able to call somebody like DMC from Run DMC a friend, I would have told you you were high. And I oh. here I am celebrating my 20th anniversary with you. It's a great thing. I mean, yo, they can't get rid of you because you're the best in the business. Oh, thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> when are we going to go for a, a motorcycle ride? You're a big Harley guy. When are we going for yeah, that ride? Gotta, yeah, I mean, if, if, I, if I could just get out the studio, um, hopefully this year we could do that. If it ever stops snowing up here, we could do it. Yeah, I don't think we're even going to get spring. <laughs> it's just going to go from snow to 95 degrees. Yep, and then it's going to go right back to fall. And all we got to, you know, we only got three seasons now. You know, so, but as long as we got you on the radio every day to bless our lives, who cares about the spring? I've, <laughs> I've been digging through the archives, finding some of the craziest stuff, and that's what I'm playing on my whole show today is just unbelievable uh, performances yes, and old interviews. Anthrax acoustic was crazy. Isn't oh that my crazy? That's, out, that's like out of this world. Wow. We asked them to do it, and they were like, we don't, we're on tour. We don't even have acoustic right. instruments. We said, don't worry, we'll rent them for you. They came into wow. the studio. We filled it with AF listeners. They brought beer. So everyone in the <laughs> studio was drunk, and they were singing with anthrax. The guys were standing up on chairs. They were standing on the counters here in the studio. And the, there was a mosh pit around my right. control board, and the band had <laughs> a blast. That is crazy. And that was the only first, only first time they ever played a Yes, music. yes. And coming up later in the show... See? The only time Judas Priest ever played acoustic was right here, and we're going to play that coming up later on this afternoon. Oh, man. So everybody, man, they got to see. Let's see. That's, no, why you, that's why you made it 20 years. So, you know, you got another million years to go because people don't know that you're a supernatural force <laughs> when it comes to rock and roll, but that's just our little secret. They don't know that you're the 
superhero of this whole thing. But um, we love you. Keep up the great work, and um, I can't wait to see you again. Well, you are also a superhero of the rock and roll, so let's play a little walk this way. Daryl McDaniels, thank you so much for calling. Thank you. We love you. Congratulations. Thank you for being part of my anniversary. Mrs. Kelly, Kelly. Ozzy! How you doing? You almost got me confused with your daughter there, calling me Kelly. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) You say it so many times a day. Congratulations! Thank you very much. A big release with the new album. Yes, it turned out better than our world. It's number one in America, England, Germany, Japan, New Zealand, Australia. It's been in Canada. It's been number one all over the place. Before the album came out, when you were still recording it in the studio, I read an article that said that you said this was the most important album of your career. Do you still feel that way, and are you happy well, with you the know, way it You came know out? why I was saying that? Because over the years, since my departure from Sabbath, people have been coming up to me and going, will Sabbath ever get back together again? Will you ever do another album? I mean, any kind of crudish mythology of Sabbath... So uh, the one we were a member when I said this is an important hour in my career. I didn't want to go. Oh yeah, we'll put that. Out. We'll put this out. You know, just just it's called Black Sabbath. Fine. So I mean, I uh, I I wanted it to be at least if it, if it, if it, on the same par as some of the early Sabbath albums. You know, I didn't want to just do an album and call it Sabbath. You know, Black Sabbath. You know, and just I wanted to. I, I, I we all put a lot of effort into this this writing process. And it was it came easily actually, but it, well, that's what I mean because I mean the mythology around surrounding Black Sabbath is huge, you know. So I wanted to get an album as, at least to come up, at least on the same par as that, you know. You've had your share of medical scares. How is Tony Iommi doing? Well, I must say that he, when he when, he comes down one day and he goes, you know, I've got this weird lump in my groin, and I says, go to your doctor, because over the years. I've lost a bunch of guys I've worked with. One of my drummers, one of my tour managers, bunch of guys have died of cancer, you know. And he went, the one drummer I had, a guy called Randy Casillo, he comes in the office one day, he's got like a big lump on his neck, and I go, have you seen that lump, what's that lump on your neck? He goes, is it that noticeable? And he, he died, and so did my tour manager, and I said to Tony, go and see your doctor. And he was diagnosed with limb problem, and I said, well, what do you want to do? Uh, she don't want to carry on. Because well, when Sharon had colon cancer, it knocked her on her butt, you know. And so uh, the treatment for the cancer, it's like, it's like being stabbed for having a headache. It's, 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 the treatment is worse than the illness. The, 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 I mean, Sharon was going through three chemos a, a month, you know. And Tony would have, and when he, they have a look, it's like, it must knock the shit out of you, you know, that stuff. Tony would come down and I'd go, do you want to call it for today? And he'd go, no, I want to go, go through. Because I suppose, I, I'm looking at it now, I think if it was me, I'd go, if I'm on my own line in bed, I'm thinking, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I suppose, I suppose he got his mind up it, you know. But he not only came down, he wrote, he wrote some great stuff. He's, like, He's the best. I've always said, no matter what we had going on between us, there's no one to touch him for guitar riffs. He basically invented every heavy metal guitar riff that's out there. Tony's the, the Tony's the king of the riffs, isn't? And I, I, I've said to him, I'd go to him myself. He can't, ain't gonna beat that riff, no way. And the next time he'd do a bigger and better one. He's phenomenal. And Geezer, Geezer's a great lyricist and a phenomenal bass player. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.